All right, folks. Well, welcome aboard Monday Night Edition Philip Ward Show, the start of a brand new, what is sure to be a busy news week. And wow, I mean, we got a lot of news breaking not only today, but over the weekend as well. How about Jen Circleback Saki, the White House press secretary, saying, quote, we are not in the middle of an historic economic crisis right now. Right? Really? Inflation is at a 30-year high and we're not in the middle of an economic crisis? Well, just yesterday, and this is for the best part about this, is this is a, a an ABC, ABC News. Remember, George Stephanopoulos, who's their go-to political news anchor. Remember, it was a, a Clinton lackey. ABC News, Washington Post poll. Not good for the Democratic Party and Joe Unity Biden. Oh, and by the way, folks, before I forget, I just want, so today, Joe Biden signed this $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Folks, I'm going to, listen to this. This this is the, the number in it. Ready? One comma two zero 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 folks that is our money 1.2 trillion dollars my goodness gracious folks 11 zeros unbelievable oh and he was so proud to do it as well Come on, if there's one thing the federal government loves, well, besides power and having the ability to say, I could tell you what to do, I've been elected, it is spending you, me, we, our money, 11 zeros. Oh my goodness gracious. So, that being said, and then Jen Psaki saying, no, 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 we're, we're, we're not in the middle of an, a, a historic economic crisis. No, 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 no. Well, the ABC News and Washington Post poll literally reads, economic discontent, criticisms of Biden lift the GOP to record early advantage. Listen to this poll, folks. And again, this, this is ABC News and the Washington Compost. No fans of conservatives. Oh, no, no, no. They write, Republican congressional candidates currently hold their largest lead in midterm election vote preferences, ABC News, Washington Compost polls, dating back, get this, 40 years, underscoring profound challenges for Democrats hoping to retain their slim majorities in Congress next year. They write, while a year is a lifetime in politics, the Democratic Party's difficulties are deep. They include soaring economic discontent. A president who's fallen 12 percentage points underwater in job approval. And a broad sense that the party, and this is what 62% of Americans say, a party that is out of touch with the concerns of most Americans. Now, all you need to do to hear that the Democratic Party is out of touch with the American people, tune into the Philip Ward Show. I mean, my goodness gracious, folks, 
We've been preaching this for a long, long, long time. And my hope, and, and I truly, truly hope this, is that Americans are finally understanding that democratic policies do not work. Anytime Democrats are in power, they fail this country. This country succeeds when liberalism fails. I go back to the 1966 quote, Barry Goldwater, former senator of Arizona, most progress has been made in history under conservative philosophy. Let me give you a prime example of Joe Unity Biden. You did 30, a record, 30 years. It's, this, that's the last time we saw inflation this bad. Folks, if you drive a car and you go to get gas, you are going to see prices have gone up astronomically. And again, now remember, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm laughing, oh, ha, 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 well, uh, I wish I had a magic wand. But there's a cartel when it comes to oil, and that cartel is named OPEC. Folks, 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 it's just a flat-out lie. We were energy independent under Donald Trump. We didn't have to deal with OPEC or OPEC+. Plus. Folks, let me give you some statistics. And this is from Investopedia, the top six oil-producing states. Just so you know, when I talk about these states, Texas is the number one in, in our country, top oil-producing state. They have oil right now. If Joe wanted to, he could get the oil from there. Prices would go down on gas, but he won't do that. North Dakota, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Colorado, Alaska, folks, we have oil here in this country. It worked for Donald Trump. It can still work for Joe Unity Biden. But no, what does he do? Cancels on his first day in office. Cancels Keystone XL pipeline and promises, promised the workers, the American people who lost their jobs there, no fault of their own. The only reason they lost their job is because we have a new person in occupying the Oval Office. 11,000 Americans were promised green new jobs. Well, folks, it is now November and we have yet to see green new jobs. Folks, it's not coming. It's not going to happen. Just like climate change. Oh, it's, it's the, it's the, it causes the most danger to this country, says Joe Unity Biden, maybe even the whole entire world. We had a summit in Glasgow and Scotland to talk about climate change. Folks, nothing, it, it, as far as climate change goes, right, nothing is going to happen. And when they talk about carbon emissions and who's cutting the most, well, folks, it's the United States. It was Donald Trump who was doing that. We're leading the way in that regard. Climate change, though, for, for all the fear-mongering that the Democratic Party and, and, and uh, what's her name, Greta, uh, uh, whatever, Thunberg or whatever, the blah, 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 little weirdo chick who keeps saying that climate change is going to kill all of us, it's not going to happen. They've had to change the name about 30 times when it comes to climate change. Remember when it was global warming? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't say that anymore. Why don't we call it climate change? Well, that's what the Democratic Party is focused on. They're not focused on inflation. 
They're not focused on the border crisis that Joe and Kamala, thank you very much, that's brought to us by them. They're not worried about Afghanistan and the Americans, hundreds of Americans and their family members who are still trapped and abandoned in Afghanistan. They're not worried about that. They're not worried about that vaccine. I mean, they, they're mandating the vaccine now. I mean, it's, it's insanity. Russia, nah, it's not an issue. Uh, there's 16 things, Vladimir, that uh, if you don't touch those things, that would that would really be great. Well, anything else goes, though. It's a free-for-all for Vladimir Putin and Russia. ISIS, how about ISIS? The reemergence of ISIS. Kill ISIS-K, claiming credit for killing 13 U.S. service members. Joe's not worried about that. And this administration's priorities are all over the place. They are so, that's why I'm not surprised about this poll. These, this Democratic Party is controlled, run, operated by socialists. They want control. Hey, Rashida Tlaib, last week, at the end of last week, literally said the government should have the means of production. Folks, that is communism. That's what the Democratic Party wants. That's what they stand for. And the ends, oh, the ends always justify the means. They don't care how they have to do it, how they get power, if it comes in the form of mail-in voting at 3 a.m. I mean, folks, think about this, by the way. When you go and vote in an election, you go and you sign, so the, the pay, you get the page and, and they open it up, you know, they say, okay, what's your name? Uh, what district do you live in? Well, here, sign, and the, you, they show you your name, they show you your previous signature, and you just sign. That's it. Here's your ballot. You're good to go. I always joke with the people. I always say, uh, did you need to see my ID? Actually, the woman was a little nasty, uh, um, this election she's uh, no we we have we have safety and security measures that are in place to make sure your vote your vote counts oh, okay really by the way i and and no surprise i'm a conservative i only get one ballot you you go in and you're a democrat you get about 12 <laughs> or how, however many you want they, they don't care about that you do, obviously you're voting for the right person as far as they're concerned but folks what is stopping a person from coming up to me Say, oh, oh, hey, Phelps, what's your name? What district do you live in? Oh, okay, thanks. What's stopping them from going in and signing my name and voting as me? There's nothing. The only way that we can have secure and actually free and fair elections is with voter ID. You show your ID, you vote, and that's it. And, and, and that's not a, a, it shouldn't be a partisan issue. I mean, I think anyone with common sense feels the exact same way that I do when it comes to voter ID laws. You have an ID, you need an ID to get a pack of smokes. You need an ID to, to buy alcohol, but yet you don't need an ID. And, and, and the right to vote, just listen to the Democratic Party. It's so sacred in this country. But yet, you don't need to show an ID to vote. It's insanity, folks. Um, now, anyway, we got a lot more to get to. By the way, there is infighting between Joe Unity Biden and Kamala Harris. Oh, the, the, the Veep is not happy with POTUS at this point in time. There's a report actually came out, CNN. I read, obviously, I wasn't going to read it. Propaganda News, CNN. Read in the New York Post today. Um, so we'll get to that a little later on. Now, 
I want to again reiterate what Wisconsin law says when it comes to self-defense. Now, the people in the mainstream media, and I watched them over the weekend. I watched them today. And I am just so sick and tired, totally fed up with their lies, with their narrative, with their they've they've already decided the outcome that that they should have that this kid the Kyle Rittenhouse is a murderer and he should be found guilty by the way if he is acquitted and and already the judge today already threw out one of the charges which was one of the easiest for the prosecution uh the prosecutors uh to prove this is what the media is, is doing this is what the democratic party is doing there's going to be, there's only going to be one of two outcomes. So either, again, maybe he's found not guilty on some, maybe he's found guilty on the other, but he will either be guilty and Kenosha will be fine. The, the, the city of Kenosha, Wisconsin will be totally fine. There won't be burning, rioting, uh, looting, vandalism. There won't be destruction, chaos, anarchy on the streets of Kenosha. So that's one outcome if he's found guilty. And, 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 you know, who knows how long he, he goes to jail for, right? But if he is acquitted, oh, uh-oh, look out. Because I can, I would, I, I'm not going to guarantee anything. You know, I, I, life changes. Things are weird. Like, just, I won't predict the outcome that the jury is going to find. I'm, I'm not a juror. I'm, I'm not on the jury. I don't know what they're thinking. But I, I would say if you follow the law, if you read what the law says, that you can invoke self-defense here. That Kyle Rittenhouse was at, he was defending himself. And if you watch the prosecution, you watch this idiot Binger, who went from stupid just to even more stupid today, really made an idiot out of himself in the courtroom. Why did I tell you what he did today? It's just an idiot all around. By the way, it makes you want to go to law school, right? It, it, it's got to be that easy if this guy got through. Um, but folks, if if he is acquitted, and again, I, I the burden of proof is the burden of proof is always on the prosecutors. They need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Kyle Rittenhouse was not acting in self-defense, that he's a murderer, and he's guilty. Well, if he's acquitted, folks, look out for the city of Kenosha because the media has already decided he must be guilty. So if he's acquitted, oh, my God. And and, and, and it's it's awfully funny to me. Jen Psaki. Well, here, before we get into that, I'm going to get to Jen Psaki in a second here um, and the governor of Wisconsin, Tony Evers, and how he's totally changed his tune, by the way, on the National Guard. And, and and like I said, I got it right here in front of me. But I want to read this for you. Well, if if you're if you're still um you know if you're up to date with the trial. So Wisconsin self defense, the law, the Wisconsin state legislature legislature reads self defense may quote may not intentionally use force which is intended or likely to cause death or great bodily harm. Listen to this unless. The actor, Kyle Rittenhouse, the defendant in this case, reasonably believes that such force is necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm to himself. So, when you see this um, Anthony Huber, who has a skateboard, who literally wants to beat down Rittenhouse with the skateboard, 
That's why he shoots him. That's out of self-defense. When you have this Joseph Rosenbaum, you know, who is a, a child molester and a pedophile who literally is, is grabbing for Kyle Rittenhouse's gun, wants to kill him, is going to you know, smash it, he's going to uh, uh, stomp on his face into the concrete. Yeah, I think you can invoke self-defense there. When it comes to Gage Grosskreutz, who literally was the star witness for the prosecution, says, oh, uh, he actually didn't shoot until I had my finger on the trigger and was going to shoot Kyle Rittenhouse. That's when he shot him in the arm. And the defense asked him, said, is that correct? And he said, that's correct. Folks, this case should have been done with right then and there. I believe the outcome, if, if there is law and order and justice in this country, I do believe that Kyle Rittenhouse should be acquitted. Now, it, it's it's awfully, it's, really the word is just sad. It's very sad to see that you need to, if you are a Democrat, or you consider yourself a liberal ugh, in this country, you say Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. Now, that, and you don't even know the facts of the case. Haven't been watching, haven't been listening. You just know that the rest of your party and liberals in this country already believe that Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. Now, if you're a conservative and, and you haven't heard any part of the case, well, you automatically need to say that Kyle Rittenhouse should be acquitted. Folks, it, it, it shouldn't be like that in this country. When it comes to law and order and a, and a, and a high-profile court case like this, shouldn't be partisan, shouldn't be political, just like Judge Schrader says. It, it, this is not a political trial. But that's what the Democrats, the mainstream media, the prosecutors have made this into. It is all political. And uh, folks, so the closing arguments are done. Uh, the jury is going to start uh, deliberating. Oh, they're going to pick the jury. The jury is going to start deliberating um, tomorrow. I, again, I'm not, and, and I'm not going to be like like these stupid idiots in the mainstream media and say, well, he well he needs to be guilty. We have evidence coming up of that too. I don't know. What's going to happen? I try my best to give you the facts of the case, to give you the background of it, and say, here's what may happen. Here's what the prosecution did today. Here's what the defense uh, did today. You can make up your own mind about it. I just think it's sad that it's come to the point where if you're liberal, he must be guilty. And if you're conservative, he must be acquitted. So, Jen Psaki today, right, says she's not going to comment on, a, on, on the ongoing trial. No, no, no. But she says this, well, she's so Peter Ducey, obviously, is the only one that's going to ask her any tough questions. He asks her about it, and, and she says this, so Peter, uh, I'm not going to speak to right now, what I'm not going to speak to right now is anything about an ongoing trial, nor the president's past comments. Oh, we have Joe's past comments, by the way. She says, what I can reiterate for you is that is the president's view that we shouldn't have, broadly speaking, vigilantes patrolling our communities with assault weapons. We shouldn't have opportunists corrupting peaceful protests by rioting and burning down the communities they claim to represent anywhere in the country. She's just then and there said that Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. Kyle Rittenhouse is a vigilante. 
Kyle Rittenhouse is an opportunist disrupting a peaceful protest. Really? If it was so peaceful, right? <clears throat> and by the way, are you really, you want to make the argument that Kyle Rittenhouse, what? That he was there to kill people? Video, if you just look at video of Kyle Rittenhouse, he says, I'm here to help people. I'm here to protect. He says, I, I got to protect myself. That's why I have this rifle with me. She is saying he is guilty, an opportunist, corrupting, peaceful protest. Black Lives Matter protests are anything but peaceful. We went through that all summer of 2020. Anything but, folks. I mean, it, it, this is just disgusting, what Jen Psaki says. Then she says, "Um, I just... I just have nothing more to speak to an ongoing case where the, where the closing arguments were just made, she says. Uh, then she added that the Department of Justice's Community Relations Service was prepared to assist the city of Kenosha if protests break out over the verdict. Well, as far as Joe's past comments, we go back to a year ago, September 30th, 2020, literally saying in, in a tweet, in a video, there's no way to put it. The president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. And in the video is Chris Wallace asking the question. And by the way, Donald Trump has always dis disavowed white supremacy. The media just weren't content with his answers. But they say this. He's got a video of Kyle Rittenhouse. And it says there, as we saw in Kenosha. There's Joe Biden, now the president of the United States, calling someone who's on trial now a white supremacist. Joe's already made up his mind. He made it up a year ago, over a year ago. Now, he thinks Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist and he needs to be found guilty. Now, you might remember, so going back to August 25th, 2020, this is in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I got this baby out of. Let me read you the headline. White House says, now remember, this was when Donald Trump was the president. White House says governor, Democrat, it is what it is. Democrat governor, Tony Evers, turned down federal help to quell Kenosha disturbances. Now this article, oddly enough, was written on August 26th of 2020. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows said that Governor Tony Evers, uh, Democrat Governor Tony Evers, turned down an offer to, of federal help from President Trump to help quell the outbreak of violence in Kenosha. Meadows said, quote, we have a National Guard standing by that if the general for the uh standing by that if the generals, uh, the general public for the National Guard needs additional help. We're there to do it. But today, again, August 26, 2020, that request was denied by the governor. Also, uh, this is what Evers' spokeswoman, Britt Kudabak, said. The governor informed them that we would be increasing Wisconsin National Guard support in Kenosha and therefore would not need federal assistance in response to protests. Now listen to this. But would welcome additional federal support and resources for our state's response to COVID-19. So while there's rioting and anarchy, <clears throat> excuse me, and destruction going on 
in Wisconsin. Whoa. Oh. Tony Evers is more concerned about COVID, right? And again, again, this is all going on outside, right? COVID can't get you if you're outside, if you, if you listen to the evil Dr. Fauci. You know, oh, but, but, but by the way, Joe Biden, if you saw him today stumbling around looking for his mask, he still wears a mask outside. Vaccinated, double vaccinated, probably triple vaccinated. Got his little booster shot too. And he still <clears throat> is, is, is running around looking for a mask. It's a total joke. Now, Donald Trump tweeted on August 26th of last year, governors should call in the National Guard in Wisconsin. It is ready, willing, and more than able. End problem fast. So that's when Donald Trump was president. Now that Joe Biden, a Democrat, is president, this is the CBS headline today. 500 National Guard troops on standby as closing arguments underway in Kyle Rittenhouse trial. So Wisconsin National Guard, well, it's prepared to handle any unrest. And, and Governor, Democrat Governor Tony Evers, 500 troops on standby. And then listen to this. This is, I, I really have a lot of concern with CBS News writing things like this. They write, closing arguments began in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial today. As the trial comes to an end, people living in Kenosha are focusing on what's going to happen next. A growing crowd of protesters return to the steps of the Kenosha County Courthouse, each hoping, listen to this, jurors would make the right call. Okay, well, CBS, what exactly is? the right call. This uh, was uh, uh, Kenosha resident, resident, excuse me, Bill Gregory. He's killed two people. He didn't offer any assistance to the man he shot. He fled. Allie uh, from Kenosha hopes the jurors consider why Rittenhouse sparked the crowd's attention. She says they were running after Kyle, not to like kill him. They were just trying to stop him because he just shot Somebody talk about a one-sided article. One man blames the Kenosha County Sheriff. Listen, he says uh, the handling of the protesters caused this whole situation. That's a fail, he says. Well, hold on a second here. No one is blaming Black Lives Matter who started the violence and the anarchy? No one's blaming Antifa? No one's blaming Maxine Waters? Who says they, they got to get out in the street. They got to be loud. They got to protest. Get up in their faces, Maxine Waters says. Uh, how about Nancy Pelosi? Oh, well, well, I don't know. People do what they do. Whatever. It's fine. But Ayanna Presley saying as long as, there's un, as long as there's unrest in our lives, there'll be unrest in the streets. How about the vice president, Kamala Harris? Quote, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. Same Kamala Harris that promoted the Minnesota uh, Freedom Fund, you know, where these people who were rioting, vandalizing, went to jail. She says, here's a bail fund. Let's get them out of jail. But no one blames any of those people. The Democrats always, always get a pass. Um, now, as far as uh, the case goes, give you some of the facts of the case today. 
uh, judge, this is uh, Judge uh, Bruce Schrader, uh, dismisses misdemeanor gun charge against Rittenhouse. Uh, the charge of possession of a dangerous weapon by a minor dropped uh, this morning as jurors were waiting to hear closing arguments in the Rittenhouse trial. Now, the state law says any person under 18 years of age who possesses or goes armed with a dangerous weapon is guilty of a Class A misdemeanor. Well, it defines a dangerous weapon as any firearm, loaded or unloaded, as well as uh, metallic, uh, metallic, uh, metallic, get it right, Philip, uh, nucks, nunchucka, uh, pointed stars, other items. Well, Rittenhouse's defense team successfully argued that there was a loophole in the law that says the misdemeanor only applies to 17-year-olds carrying short-barrel rifles. Um, carrying a short barrel rifle at any age in Wisconsin is a felony, with exceptions of um, active military and police officers. Uh, now, Judge Schrader ruled the Wisconsin's open carry law is so confusingly written it can, it can be interpreted to mean 17-year-olds can openly carry firearms as long as they're not short barrel rifles. And again, it, it, that's well done to the defense. That is in the law. Uh, he, the judge said he believed the jury could only convict if prosecutors proved the barrel of Rittenhouse's rifle was less than 16 inches and has an overall length shorter than 26 inches. Well, Rittenhouse's rifle uh, is 35 inches long so um, and with a barrel length of 16 inches. So there is the reason why that gun charge... Um, was dismissed today in court now when it comes to the prosecutors today by the way that was the that was the easiest charge that 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 they could have um uh found him guilty um on well listen today rittenhouse prosecutor again this is thomas binger claims uh defendant rittenhouse lost the right to self-defense by bringing a gun i'm not making that up that's literally the argument he made, folks. You lose, quote, you lose the right to self-defense when you're the one who brought the gun. Folks, is that true? You lose the right to self-defense when you're the one who brought the gun? I, I don't believe so. You cannot claim self-defense against the danger you create. If you're the one threatening others, you lose the right to claim self-defense. He's an idiot, folks. And uh, the New York Post, actually, just came out with an article here. James A. Gagliano writes, From irresponsibly pointing a gun to tisking, DA's, district attorneys, closing in, in Rittenhouse trial was pathetic. He writes, As the prosecution and defense made their closing arguments today, with the jury likely to get the case tomorrow, it looks even more likely that Rittenhouse will be acquitted on murder charges. The performance of Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger was especially pathetic. The prosecutor sought to diminish some of the actions committed by Joseph Rosenbaum, a pedophile, before his encounter with Rittenhouse, sarcastically saying he tipped over a porta potty that had no one in it. He swung a chain. He lit a metal garbage dumpster on fire. Oh, and there's this empty wooden flatbed trailer that they pulled out in the middle of the road and they tipped it over to stop some bear cats and they lit it on fire. Oh, and he said some bad words. He said the N word. Tisk, 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 he says. 
as he wagged his finger mockingly. Well, uh, yeah, that couldn't have played well to the jury. And in a trial, by the way, in which the defendant is being accused of reckless actions, Binger committed his own while attempting to act out Rittenhouse's actions with his rifle. Folks, listen to what Binger did. They write, uh, uh, Gagliano writes, with the recent accidental shooting on a movie set, Alec Baldwin, the scumbag, in New Mexico, still fresh in our minds, Binger sweeps the courtroom spectator section with the weapon and incredulously breaks firearms handling safety rule number one. Never place your finger on the trigger unless and until you have acquired a target you may have to neutralize. Hey, folks, he's holding the rifle. He's got his finger on the trigger. Okay, Alec Baldwin, yet another example of those prosecuting gun crimes with little understanding of guns. He writes, when prosecutors reflexively file impossible to prove charges in order to satisfy a mob, they almost always get manhandled in court. The top charge here is first degree intentional homicide, an overcoming, not excuse me, an overcharging not backed up by the facts, Witnesses and testimony have revealed Rittenhouse only shot the three men after they were charging him, hitting him with a skateboard, or pointing a gun at him. And, and, and he's exactly right, folks. Like I said, this to me reeks of self-defense. And, and, and do I believe he's going to be acquitted? I believe he should be acquitted. But again, I don't know, folks, what the jury is going to do. Now, what I do know, though, is that the media, disgraceful as they are, the pathological, prolific, pathetic liars that they are in our mainstream media, are creating their own fake narrative. They're creating a narrative, folks, and, and, and don't doubt me on this, that, well, what if he was black? What would have happened? Well, folks, guess what? Kyle Rittenhouse is not black. Joseph Rosenbaum, the pedophile, is not black. Anthony Huber, the scumbag, is not black. Gage Grosskreutz, hippie-looking dude, not black. None of them. This had nothing. This has nothing to do with 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 anyone involved being black. But yet, what does the media do? How about Hakeem Jeffries, man, congressman, man, lock up Kyle Rittenhouse and throw away the key. He says. How about? <laughs> How about the ice cream company, Ben and Jerry's? The Rittenhouse trial displays yet again that our justice system is racist. How would this trial be going if he was a black 17-year-old that crossed state lines illegally carrying an AR-15 and shot three white protesters? We need real justice in the legal system. This isn't it. I'll tell you right now, given what's going on in our country, if he was black, he wouldn't even be on trial. He, he, he wouldn't. Don't doubt me on that. He'd already have walked free. It's as simple as that. David uh, Levitt, award-winning multimedia journalist. He's got bylines in CBS, AXS, Yahoo, Examiner. Quote, if you're defending Kyle Rittenhouse, you might be a white supremacist. Just saying. Notice, by the way, it's all. this is all the Democrats have. This is all they have. 
This is all they can throw at conservatives. You must be a white supremacist, right? Um, remember Jeffrey Tubin last week, CNN guy got caught masturbating on a Zoom call. I wonder what the verdict would be in the Rittenhouse trial if the defendant were a black 17-year-old from another state who killed two people with an illegal assault weapon. Remember Paul Butler, Georgetown University law professor, white privilege on steroids. And folks, this is what they do. They lie, they jump to conclusion, and they form a narrative that is so, it's just made up. But then when it comes out that they were the ones lying, there must be some nefarious actions somewhere. Something had to have gone wrong. And folks, let me give you another example of that. Axios. Yesterday, Sarah Fisher, to her credit, writing this piece, and I loved every second of it, folks, because you go back all you want, Philip Warchill, and see how much credibility we on this program gave the dossier, the steel-written Hillary Clinton-funded dossier, which was full of nothing but BS, garbage, and trash from the beginning. See how many times we called it credible, right? Or did we hold the FBI to account on this program? You can make up your own mind. Anyway, Axios writing, the media's epic fail. A reckoning is hitting news organizations for years old coverage of the 2017 Steele dossier. This was after the document's primary source, Igor Danchenko, was charged with lying to the FBI. It's one of the most egregious journalistic errors in modern history. And the media's response to its own mistakes has so far been tepid. She writes, outsized coverage of the unvetted document drove a media frenzy at the start of Donald Trump, that nasty Donald Trump, his presidency. And that helped drive a narrative of collusion between former President Trump and Russia. It also helped drive an even bigger wedge between former President Trump and the press at the very beginning of his presidency. So she writes to the Washington Post credit, uh, Eric Wemple has written an at, uh, written a, at length about the mistakes made by the Post and other media outlets in their coverage of the dossier. By the way, Washington Compost corrected themselves uh, last Friday. BuzzFeed News, which made waves in 2017 by publishing the entire dossier, said it has no plans at all to take the document down. It's still online, accompanied by a note that says the allegations are unverified and the report contains errors. That's it. Still the whole dossier. You can go find it on BuzzFeed right now. Ben Smith, who was Buzz, BuzzFeed's editor-in-chief at the time, now a media columnist at the New York Slimes, of course, told Axios, my view on the logic of publishing hasn't changed. Propaganda News, CNN, and MSDNC. Now, they didn't respond to requests for comment about whether they plan to revisit or correct any of their coverage on the dossier. Mother Jones, Washington Bureau Chief David Korn, he began reporting about the dossier prior to the 2016 election. Asked by Wemple whether he planned to correct the record, Korn said, my priority has been to deal with the much larger topic of Russia's undisputed attack and Trump's undis uh, undisputed collaboration with Moscow's cover-up, right? He's not, he's doubling down. Even though it was all a lie, he's got to keep going. Wall Street Journal told Axios, 
We're aware of the serious questions raised by the allegations and continue to report and to follow the investigation closely. By the way, the Wall Street Journal, now the Wall Street Journal tends to lean more to the right. Um, not a bad paper. I read it from time to time. But they hate Donald Trump with a burning passion. Um, Axios, now Axios writes that they were among the outlets that did not publish the dossier original reporting based on its contents. Well, notice they don't mention Fox News or talk radio host or, I don't know, Breitbart or the Washington Examiner. Well, why is that? Oh, that's right, because they didn't get fooled by the nonsense Russian dossier. They write, the steel screw-up will undoubtedly cause an even bigger rift in trust between Democrats and Republicans. Whoa, talk about a rift in trust. How about this piece today? New York Post headline, Kamala Harris sidelined amid growing tensions with Biden. Insiders, insiders are saying this now. Vice President Kamala Harris feels increasingly isolated inside the White House as her approval ratings, oh boy, plummet. With the with the first female vice president believing she's not she's not getting the same support given to other members of the Biden administration. This, by the way, according to a new detailed report, CNN, Propaganda News. It's hard to miss the specific energy that the White House brings to defend a white man knowing that Kamala Harris has spent almost a year taking a lot of the hits that the West Wing didn't want to take themselves. This is according, by the way, to a former Harris aide. The ex-staffer was referred oh, and, and uh, based its report on interviews with nearly three dozen insiders. Boy, oh boy, they're not happy, Joe and Kamala. Oh boy. The ex-staffer was referring to the Biden administration springing to defend Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, whatever you want to call him, for taking paternal leave amid the global supply chain crisis. Now, despite their public show of unity, ah, uh, Joe, unity, that's what he does best. Biden and his right-hand woman have a dysfunctional relationship that has reached an exhausted, an exhausted stalemate, Propaganda News CNN writes. At a time when the president would usually be expected to promote his vice president as a future replacement, well, Biden has instead been sidelining Harris as a potential liability. Insiders telling Propaganda News CNN, the West Wing has been especially bothered by Harris's handling of the border issue. Oh, really? Well, wasn't it Joe Biden who appointed Kamala Harris? to be the border czar. Remember that interview with Lester Holt? And, and I haven't been to Europe. And they, they, they hated that. CNN reported, not the first time Harris has been the focus of DC whispers. At the end of June, Politico reported that her office was chaotic with a tense and at times dour atmosphere. Quote, people are thrown under the bus from the very top. There are short fuses and it's an abusive environment one source telling the outlet telling political it's not a healthy environment and people often feel mistreated 
It's not a place where people feel supported, but a place where people feel treated like, and it's an S word that I can't say on radio. Now, what was very telling about all of this is Harris's spokeswoman, Simone Sanders, said, quote, it's unfortunate that after a productive trip to Francais, in which we reaffirmed our relationship with America's oldest ally, demonstrated U.S. leadership on a world stage following passage of a historic bipartisan infrastructure bill, create jobs, train their communities, some of the media focus on gossip, not only the results that the president, not on the results that the president and the vice president have delivered, Sanders saying. Last night, though, folks, at like 9 o'clock on a Sunday night, Jen Psaki, Jen, circle back Psaki, White House press secretary, was forced, felt very forced to me, to tweet, quote, for anyone who needs to hear it, Vice President Harris is not only a vital partner to POTUS, but a bold leader who has taken on key important, <laughs> what? Key important challenges, uh, like what? What has she done? Nothing at all. Key important challenges facing the country from voting rights, what? To addressing root causes of migration to expanding broadband. Uh, okay, Jen, whatever you say. Bad news, folks. The, the bad news keeps on coming for the Democratic Party, Joe Unity Biden, and 28% Kamala. Uh, we got a report on this because it's Monday. No one else in the media is going to do it. Chicago, Chirac, over the weekend. Chicago shootings, 21 shot, four fatally, four of our fellow Americans are dead in Chicago over the weekend with 21 being shot. And Lori Lightweight is, yep, nowhere to be found. Uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker, yep, nowhere to be found. Mainstream media talking about yet another weekend of deadly gun violence in Chicago, yep. Nowhere to be found. I swear, folks, we're the only program that ever talks about Chicago. Every single, we're the only people that care that our fellow Americans are dying in that city every single weekend. We always, always, always have bad numbers to report. Folks, that being said, we have 1,161 days left to go in the disastrous Biden administration. And folks, we're going to keep counting it down day by day by day until America's long nightmare is finally over.